At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Just this jige plus a bowl of rice, it's heavenly. Hi, this is Play Me A Recipe. I'm Peter J. Kim. I run Creator Strategy over at Pinterest, and before that, I was the founding director of the Museum of Food and Drink. I'm also the host of Counter Jam here on the Food 52 Podcast Network. It's a show that celebrates culture through food and music. On this episode, I'm going to show you how easy it is to make one of the most beloved dishes in all of Korean cuisine, kimchi jjigae. My approach to jjigae may not be the most traditional method, but at its base, it requires only four simple ingredients. We're going to be doing everything alongside each other, so feel free to pause or jump back using the podcast chapters if you need a little more time. As you may know, Korean cuisine is soup-centric. A typical meal at home or in a restaurant will feature a number of cold side dishes called banchan, a bowl of rice and a bowl of soup. There's a sort of taxonomy to Korean soups. Some we call guk, some we call tang, and others we call jjigae. And a jjigae is a hearty stew, something that can stand alone as a meal. Kimchi jjigae is arguably the most well-known and universally liked of the jjigaes. It's my mom's favorite dish, and it's something I always make for her when she comes and visits. She swears there's something magical about the way I make kimchi jjigae, but it's actually almost embarrassingly simple. So let's start with getting our ingredients together. First is what I consider the core of the jjigae. The four ingredients that will come together to give the jjigae its, well, its jjigae-ness. First is, of course, kimchi. You might not use it all, but you'll want to have a pound of chopped kimchi on hand to make a serious pot of the stuff. Number two, bacon. This is unorthodox, folks, I know, but uh, trust me. This will give the soup the fattiness it needs, plus a touch of smoke that I think lifts the soup up. You'll want about eight ounces of bacon cut into three quarter inch wide slices. Number three, I thinly slice one onion. Now, sure, you could dice it, but I found that as I get older, I slice more and mince and dice a lot less. It's just too much work. Number four, denjang, which is a Korean fermented bean paste. Now, if you don't have denjang, you can use miso. It's not exactly the same thing, but it can do the trick. And I'm going to start with three tablespoons of the stuff, but you might need more or less depending on your taste. These four things are really all you need to make a basic kimchi jjigae. You've got a salty broth coming from the kimchi, bacon, and denjang. The bacon and denjang help give the broth a nice fatty, rich mouthfeel. You've got sourness from the kimchi. You will have caramelization from the onions, and you've got umami coming from pretty much all directions. But a jjigae is much more interesting if you add more stuff to it. And I typically like to add five kinds of things. First, a leafy green, such as kale. 
And in this case, I'm using half of a bunch of lacinato kale that I've coarsely shredded. Second, a root vegetable cut into three quarter inch cubes. Daikon or mu radish, they're great. And so in this case, I've done one medium sized purple daikon, which is just about enough to fill a quart container. Third, some garlic. Okay, you've got plenty of garlic coming in from the kimchi, but I just love garlic, so I usually add more. And in this case, I've taken six medium cloves and sliced them thinly. Again, I'm not much of a mincer these days. Fourth, tofu. I like to take a standard block of firm tofu, bisect it, and cut it into a grid five columns wide and four rows deep, which makes nicely shaped cubes. And fifth, scallions. I've thinly sliced about four good-sized scallions here. So, in sum, you should have a pound of chopped kimchi, though you might not use all of it, eight ounces of bacon sliced into three-quarter inch wide strips, one thinly sliced onion, three tablespoons of dinjang or miso, half a bunch of kale, coarsely shredded, one medium daikon cut into three-quarter inch cubes, just about enough to fill a quart container, six medium cloves of garlic sliced thinly, one block of firm tofu cut into cubes, four scallions thinly sliced. Okay, if you've got everything together and ready to go, let's get cooking. All right, I've got my mise en place all set up, just these nine things, and I'm going to get the heat going. I've got um, on the stove Le Creuset pot that I use for pretty much everything. It's a five and a half quart pot, and I find that to be a good size for kimchi jjigae making. And uh, because we're using bacon, we don't actually need to add any oil. So I'm just gonna go ahead and put the bacon into the pot while it's heating up, and that's gonna help render out the fat. So in goes the bacon. And as the pot heats up, you're gonna see that the fat starts to render out. All right, you're hearing that sizzle. That is the fat starting to come out here, so I'm gonna just move it around a little bit. Your goal here is just to get as much fat to come out as possible. All right, when the pot gets really hot, I'm going to actually bring the heat down a little bit because I don't want the bacon to get too brown. I'm mainly wanting the fat to come out first. And I'm sure when you hear the sizzle bacon, you can kind of just imagine the smell. It's one of those things that just burned in your brain. Okay, I've got a good amount of fat now that's come out from the bacon. So I'm now going to add my onions. Here we go. Now you're gonna stir the onions and bacon together and your goal here is to get those onions nice and caramelized. If things start getting too black on the bottom of the pot, then you want to bring the heat down a little bit. I've got a nice, what we call the fond in French cuisine, forming on the bottom here. And that those brown bits that stick to the bottom of the pot are so good when you deglaze it. It's true for anything, and it's also true for a jigae. So that bacon's going to continue to release its fat and start to crisp up a little bit, which is great. And the onions are going to caramelize. This doesn't take a little while. You just get in your groove, take in the smells, onions and bacon getting down in the pot. Life is good. Uh, you could do these onions and bacon for a really long time if you wanted to and get those onions super caramelized. And I'm thinking, you know, you could do this for 30 minutes if you wanted to. You can also do it for just five or 10 minutes until the onions have a little golden hue to them. Uh, really depends on how much time you have and how far you want to take the onions. In this case, uh, I don't have all the time in the world, so I'm going to let these cook a little bit more. But 
the onions are just turning a light brown right now. They're not quite fully caramelized, but it's still gonna be really good. So as a next step, I'm going to take the denjang or the miso. I've got three tablespoons and drop that right into the mix. There we go. Alright, so I've got the denjang in there and I've got a really nice dark brown bottom to the pot. And then just gonna cook that denjang in this onion and bacon mixture for a couple minutes. And then now the next step is the kimchi. So I've put about half a pound of kimchi in here. And I'm gonna use that kimchi juice to deglaze the pot a little bit. It's also a wet ingredient. And so now what you've got here, and I'm bringing the heat down, is this really beautiful base of onions, denjang, bacon, and kimchi. And this is gonna be the backbone to your jjigae. Okay, so I'm just scraping up all that brown stuff on the bottom of the pot, getting it into this mixture. And this is just super concentrated goodness right here. At this point, I'll go ahead and add the garlic and let that just kind of mingle in with things. And then the next thing is you're gonna add some water. Okay, because you can think of what we've done here as sort of a concentrated soup base. And I'm gonna add water, it's gonna turn into this really lovely stew. Okay, so I'm gonna add about a quart of water here. I'm turning the heat back up. Okay, I've added a quart and a half of water and that looks like that's gonna be about enough and maybe we'll need a little bit more. But now I'm gonna bring the heat back up and get this simmering. And it already looks like this really rich and beautiful broth. Okay, while this is heating back up, I wanna just make a note here that so we added some of the kimchi at the early part of making this jjigae and that's going to be cooked and it's going to simmer for quite a while in this uh, stew. But one of my little tricks is I like to save some fresh kimchi and add that toward the end just so you have that kind of fresh uh, kimchi bite to it. And so you get the best of both worlds, the long cooked soft kimchi but then also the fresh stuff that's still kind of alive and has that bite to it. Okay, this is coming back up to a simmer. I've got the heat on high. All right, it's been a couple minutes and now the jjigae is coming back up to a simmer. And what I'm gonna do once it's got a nice simmer going is I'm going to add in the rest of our ingredients except for the scallions. The scallions go at the very end. Okay, so I'm starting with my kale. And then I am dropping in the radish. Then I am dropping in the tofu. And you mix it all together. And it's looking great. Now at this point, you're going to let your jjigae simmer away. And you could let it simmer for 30 minutes and it'd be good. You could also let it simmer for an hour or two and it'd be good. Uh, it really depends on where you want to take your jjigae. But uh, once it gets to the point where it's where you want it and everything is cooked, you want the radish to be tender, uh, you want the, the kale to be cooked through, and then you want that kimchi to be very, um, to be almost like meltingly soft. Uh, then we're gonna do the last steps here. So 
We'll take a pause here and just let this jige bubble away happily on the stove. Okay, we're back. And so this jige has been simmering for about an hour now and I've had the lid on it, so I'm taking the lid off. And oh yes, look at that. It just all comes together in this really beautiful way. I'm gonna just give this uh, the smell is already amazing, and I, I should warn you that when you do make jjigae, uh, it will really stink up your house. Well, stink or make your house sound, smell lovely depends on your perspective. Uh, in my case, I think it smells really nice. Alright, so, uh, everything is cooked well, and so I'm just going to check for seasoning. I'm going to give this a taste. Okay, so that's great. It typically needs a little more, and it also depends on how much stuff you add to the chige. If you add a lot of things to it, then you just have to adjust the seasoning accordingly. And so my little trick is this. Oh, first of all, I'm gonna add the scallions. That's the last thing you add in here. Uh, those just take a couple minutes to cook, so... And I like to keep them relatively fresh. And so I'm killing the heat. I've added the scallions, and now my little trick is I adjust the seasoning by adding more kimchi. And I add it at the very end and I add it so it's fresh. And I'm gonna put some more in here. Okay, so I just added a couple big spoonfuls in. And what's nice here is you are gonna make it saltier by adding more kimchi. But also you're adding a sort of fresh element. And uh, you know when you when you cook kimchi, you're you're cooking out the microorganisms, right? So I like the idea of bringing them back in at the very end, and it's a really great way to adjust the seasoning and add a little bit of a different dimension to the flavor. Now that I've done that, I'm gonna check the seasoning again, give it a taste. Oh, that is spot on. It is so good. Oh, it's so good. I can't wait to eat this. So you'll want to serve this with some rice. You know. White rice is tip, is standard, but um, I'm eating more and more brown rice these days. But I will say that if I really want to treat myself, I'll have a big bowl of white rice with this jjigae. And then uh, if you do have any side dishes, you can bring those out and serve them with it. But honestly, just this jjigae plus a bowl of rice, it's heavenly. So with that said, I am going to take a big bowl of this right now and eat it. I hope you've enjoyed Play Me a Recipe with me making kimchi jjigae. I hope this recipe inspires you to make your own jjigae. It's super, 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 super simple and very hard to mess up. And I hope it brings joy into your home. Thanks so much for joining. <laughs>